0: Uh, for the first episode of 2023, I would say Happy New Year, but I'm not going to because it's almost February. I refuse to say Happy New Year. Like eventually like, it has Happy- to stop. It has to stop. Yeah,
1: but I think through January you can uh, definitely through,
0: through January. January. I feel like you have to yeah. stop. Like it's January. Like Nana, it's like late January. Don't you stop by like mid eventually? I, well, I will say though, I saw someone that I hadn't seen yet this year, yesterday yeah. night and I had to tell him Happy New Year. And I was like, I can't believe I'm saying it this late. And to be fair, we have not seen the ROM squad, you know, in twenty twenty three. Yeah, we so haven't.
1: And, no, because January is like the opening. It's like the opener of the yeah, year. So I think you have a, like, like the, that whole grace period.
0: I just feel like the year, by the time, it's not new. By the time it's late January, the year isn't new anymore. We're fully into the year. The year has told you what it's going to do. It's And this particular year has come in raring to go. Has all sorts of agendas and plans. Is not slowing down for anybody. So like, there's no newness to be had anymore. So I. Don't know, so that's a, wow. that's my opinion.
1: You are just like a bitter old pill. Um, Listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. That when you just were busy, like, cropping on one of my favorite books, Nana. How dare I you? I said that. How dare you?
1: Okay, you? okay so sorry. Okay, Rob Scott, we're talking about a book, Honey and Spice, which I think I could see why Nissan enjoyed it. It wasn't my cup I of tea. I loved it. I loved but it. But I remember when I read a review for... Um, the TV show, uh, what is it called, Dear White People, that was like, this entire show just feels like 2012 Tumblr. That book to me just felt like 2018 Twitter. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> <That's what> I- <laughs> Bolu, I want, if you ever listen to this podcast, I wanted to be clear that her views are not my own. This is my disclaimer. I have followed I you for years. I think your I writing know. is Terrible. brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed Honey and Spice. I loved the, what's the first, uh, now I'm blanking on the first, the first book, the short stories, like, you know, the, all those love stories from uh, different, you know, t- parts of the world, all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, so I should fine. read that. I think I'll like You should it. read I think I'll I'll like it. Like I, it. I, I, I told color. you to read that
0: over a know, year I ago.
1: I know. Anyway, I'll, guys, I'll read that. And we're well, here. <laughs> I, respect, I, res- I respect you. It's just, was it just wasn't my cup of tea, may, you know, I but I think you're a good writer there's and you get romance. I That I will definitely get. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't you love um, the arrogance of us, like thinking that Bolu Babalola will actually, Babalola will actually listen to
1: this? You know what I'm imagining? I'm, you know, like in movies how, you know, in movies it's like, how did the president get that letter from like that like little girl on the street? And it's like it gets kicked to that person, and this thing, you know, like that's how I imagine. It's like, oh, some random person like got thought this was another podcast and listened to it and then they said it to this person and then said it to this person and said it's that's how well anyway I guess
0: getting Bolu to listen to our podcast can be on our vision board. For
1: 2023. But anyway I don't I don't wanna hate on any women of color. It just wasn't my cup of tea, but I love that she's doing what she does. I'm very proud that a sister is especially an African one. Pro- I mean Nigerian's not ideal, but whatever. Oh please <laughs>
0: Anyway, guys, don't you worry. I'm getting non back (laughs) at the end of this episode, so I can't wait. (laughs) Okay.
1: So real quick, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Like, we'll just dedicate one minute to this. If you haven't been watching Rich's Misan, please do. I finished it. I I, watched it already. Okay. I binged it in like a a day, maybe a day and a half. Okay, good. I just – that's how guys which African.
0: is Amazon Prime um <laughs> fantastic it is a story about like a generational like British Nigerian like African Caribbean family that is wealthy and they like think of like dynasty but like you know like yes. Africans and Caribbeans and being British and various cultures and it is like soapy and frothy and what a ride honestly uh,
1: what a ride It, it is so good that one thing I'm just gonna ask all African, specifically West African, Ghanaian Nigerian um, content creators, Jalaf Like we like Jalaf It's like not our entire identity. And now I feel yeah. like because of the stupid Jalaf wars, every African, like or like Ghanaian or Nigerian, feels the need to like lean heavy into it in a way that yeah, I'm not that's a bit much, and
0: it's a bit much. <laughs> like, like we I'm, more thinking, than I'm thinking, I'm thinking of particular, a particular sort of like p- popular celebrities <laughs> of Nigerian descent that do that. I don't want to name names <laughs> because I feel like we've already been haters a little bit so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let people like you know what this can be like a blind item rom squad you guys can think of what who i might be thinking about and then we go from agree it's because you know what what ends up happening you talk about joff so much now the new york times is just busy doing like a review on joff rice and you know what i had to do i had to tell them that jollof rice is not good to be eaten to try to protect it from getting becoming more popular like it's this whole i'd
1: like you know it's it's like my campaign did you see that i think it was the senegalese got voted the actual best jollof rice which i haven't had senegalese jollof rice but yeah i keep hearing this i keep hearing i would believe it because literally i I feel like the the name jollof comes from Wolof, right which is yeah i think yeah
0: allegedly (laughs) senegal originated jollof rice yeah i think they did (laughs) um but i'm too nigerian to admit to that so like if like sure whatever uh yeah, like the Senegal line... all come in yeah, and have them you know have it. its own but
1: perspective. There was but, there was a liner Richards where they're like, Why did you put carrots in the jollof rice? Yeah. Do we look like a Ganyan household? I was like, come I on. Did. I laughed <laughs> at that. I
0: laughed at that. I found that
1: hilarious. <laughs> I was like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> it was pure pandering. It was pure pandering. It was it very so pandering. A, it was pure pandering. I was like, okay, guys, like you should like at least be less obvious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like come on okay it's like we gotta stop all right
0: like and we we make clear that this is nigerian and blah 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 and there's this like robbery and like how do we do it quickly and it's like okay like you know sometimes when like like you start with the like the first episode or something and like it's like the exposition fairy uh like there used to be this website called television about pity that i love that did all these like like reviews and critiques of like shows. And they would always talk about how the exposition fairy would like show up. I feel like at the beginning with that sentence, the exposition fairy is just like, they're like sprinkling like all sorts of like dust. Like, do you get it? This person hates this person. Do you get it? Do you yes, get it? Do you yes. get it? There's like no yes. subtlety. And that is what yeah. that line gave me, I will say.
1: And sorry, last thing. I probably will edit this out. There was a scene. No, where this, it's like, fun. When this like really put together... Like perfect Nigerian British American w- woman is making jollof rice on her stove, wearing all white, and I was like, "This is the most unrealistic Okay, thing ever that's
0: definitely that not true. Okay, <laughs> like, that's absolutely not. I
1: actually I watched it so long ago, I actually even
0: forgot <laughs> that was a scene. I was that's so, outrageous.
1: And she, like it was like in a little like, almost like, like a, 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 okay, you yeah, she was, it was like that. in a spaghetti pot. So like this little pot, and she like takes this dainty little bite of jollof rice. I was like, this it was like this scene was like set by someone who's never made any jollof rice or anything African in your ever. Life. and also if you
0: wanted to be realistic if she's like this like high-powered and maybe i'm talking yes. about myself if she's like this high-powered person that's always working all the time she doesn't know how to make it like that she's talking to her mom on facetime yes. like some people about how to properly make it because there are no recipes and she's freaking out because there are no recipes or maybe that's just me
1: okay so those are my two bones to pick uh, about a show that is not romantic and has nothing to do with what we're talking about today but it is great you should watch it please watch it Also, um, we didn't say our names, but I'm Misan. <laughs> oh, I'm Nana. And actually, this will look like I, we can jump into our thing. This is a good segue. You want to take it away, Misan?
0: All right. So this is our show. Hell yeah. You know, TBD on the whether This name is changing. Nana and I go back and forth. We'll see. It might not. It might, you know, just depends on the day or the hour you talk to us. Uh, but so but we are two friends that uh, went to college together and also went to law school. Who are very, very um, in tune and obsessed with romance content. So whether it's Mm -hmm. a rom com, you know, romance drama, TV show, romance novels, contemporary romance, all that sort of stuff. Like we're all into it. Uh, And we thought, you know, during the early days of the pandemic, that we wanted to do something where we got to have a forum to discuss romance with a critical eye. I think that, you know, in pop culture, sort of romance is sort of looked at as like oh, frothy and not important and not interesting. When we think it's like full of so many like deep stories about life and who you are as people. And also, also like, it's just a lot of fun. Like it's a pocket of pleasure Mm -hmm. to enjoy um, and discuss. And we wanted to like, really like, um, really like sort of like delve into that as we were in the beginning days of the pandemic. And now we continue to do it, like, I guess, you know a year and a half, almost two years later. Um, And yeah, so that's why we do Hell Yeah and discuss it with you guys, ROM Squad. And I would be remiss if I did not say that we are 2 badass lawyer Mm -hmm. ladies, of West African descent, yeah, and we're American with an African
1: do attitude, and that is, Yay! oh yeah, oh Vison, I am so proud of you. No notes, that was brilliant. Thank
0: you, thank you. We've doing it long enough now. So, what are we talking? Wait, I guess what are we doing first? Rom news?
1: Yeah, we have Rom news. Do you want to? A- I- do you want to start
0: or? Sure, I can start. uh so one of the first things we want to talk about in rom news we haven't done a rom news segment in a while so like forgive us if we're a bit rusty uh there was an article i saw like a column written by this like um critic film critic nina metz for the chicago Tribune, and it's all about Mm -hmm. sort of like rom-coms and sort of like do like what is almost like basically a state of the union for rom-coms like what is like what's happening with rom-coms today are there any new one are there any good new ones are we sort of like having to constantly reminisce um for the sake of like actual like quality work in the genre uh, at least Mm -hmm. for films and it's something that Nan and i've talked a a bit about on this podcast and by but i mean quite a bit because there's been sort of like there's like for a while there's like a dearth of rom-coms initially right and then it became like there's like you know actually like we don't really see this dearth anymore there are a lot of there's a lot of rom-coms out there they're being you know sort of like you know churned out it seems um But what's so interesting is that they're being churned out like for streaming, right? And not for theaters. This is sort of what we talked about when we talked about Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Um, How you're like sort of that like middle sort of like contemporary adult film and adult to be like for adults to watch, right? And like enjoy and have it not be like, you know, something that's based on a comic book or something that's animated or something that's like, you know, sci-fi or whatever. You're not really seeing that in theaters anymore, which I think is where like, good rom-coms in theaters were sort of where they lived in the 90s and even the early 2000s and so streaming and i think it's part of the thesis of this article and i think i agree with it has made it so much easier to like make rom-coms but be, and, but you're just turning them out like it's almost it's just like it feels like it's very algorithmic it's a formula yeah um and it's not about like the actual like chemistry between the actors mm-hmm. the actual like story uh and something i realized as well is like People, I've, like, seen critics talk about this on Twitter. People that are, like, film, you know, sort of, like, lovers, all other stuff that's, like, what's sexy to us anymore? Like, do we even know what we think is sexy? And I, the way, why I say that is because I'm thinking of recent rom-coms that I've watched where people have, like, yeah. it feels like it's so overly sanitized. Like, it's not sort of, like, leaning into, like, the banter the sexiness of it all like, like you know, what are you like,
1: thinking of specifically i'm right? thinking, like, I'm, so thinking
0: can... of, I'm thinking of marry me for example that j-lo oh did um, oh, you watch that yes i watched it
1: <laughs> it looked terrible i couldn't even bring myself to watch it <laughs> you made the right
0: choice Nana. <laughs> i watch this now because you know what but you know what i found interesting because Mary me was based on a webtoon right and i really yeah. think it's interesting where people are like trying to find like different sort of source source material and it's not mm-hmm. often that like hollywood makes something based on a webtoon like it's not you yeah. like you know not a rom-com for example and meanwhile rom-com webtoons are like doing huge business on the internet guys major great business huge fantastic Um, so I was intrigued by that. Like, oh, this is based on our, you know, a webtoon. Like, let's see what goes on here. Even though I'm like, not sure that there's any real chemistry between Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. I was correct. There was not any chemistry with them. In fact, it was negative chemistry, which is
1: (laughs) very difficult to do for two
0: (laughs) very charming people that are actually like stalwarts of the rom-com genre. And I was looking at this being like, I don't buy like these sort of like, the foundation of a good rom-com is great chemistry between the leads, right? Great chemistry yeah. between the leads. You believe that they're sort of like, even if you're not going to do like a sex scene or whatever, you don't, you don't like see them bang, but you you want them to bang. You, you
1: That's people, the thing, you want them, you to, want bang. them to bang. You want at, them
0: first to you, bang. First you want them to kiss, and yeah. then you want them to like be in each other's orbit, and then you want them to bang. And like, those yeah. are like, I don't think this is a good you don't need by. to see it. You don't you have want, to see it, but you yeah. want it to happen. And you want it to believe that they want it to happen, right? Yes, exactly. Like they're interested in making that happen. And they can't like they can't help but be drawn to each other. And I am not seeing – like even in Ticket to Paradise, like and you know, we have Lambda. <laughs> what closed. do you mean even? especially Ticket to Paradise. We have Lampoon, Ticket to Paradise, already. You guys know how we felt about that movie. You know, we got feedback that people really enjoyed how we just, like, we just were fed up with that movie from ROM Squad members. So thanks, guys. But, like, how is it possible that Julia Roberts, George Clooney, very talented, charming, huge, sexy, sexy movie stars can be in a movie that's supposed to be a rom-com and the most sexiness we get out of it is her like Mary Sue of a daughter who should be a lawyer and not a lawyer and her like sort <laughs> of cute husband that like
1: what is happening <laughs> yeah you're right it's true i think i think it's like we're realizing and we'll talk about this in the rom-com we're talking about today one fine day it is like an art to make like a pg PG pg-13 movie where there isn't actually that much sex Mm -hmm. but it's so much of the subtext and you don't feel it doesn't feel like puerile or sorted to like Mm -mm. like live in that zone right like the whole thing is you bring people like we're a little sexed up but we like want we want to we want to feel like Pure about not, like, watching something, like, purely raunchy. I mean, yeah. and it's good to have, you know, like, we read... It depends on the what, what you're in the mood for, right? Like, it depends what topics. you're looking for. Yeah, but, there are different kinds. But, but that's the whole point, that these are supposed to be broad, sort of mid-market, like, films, right? And I almost feel like because of, like, maybe it's the atomization, it's like you either have, like, really sexy movies, right? Or things that call themselves rom-coms, but don't really... They, like, have, like, sort of formulaic things, but, like, they don't really... It's almost like this idea that, like, unless you actually have sex, it can't be sexy. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like a lot of movies movies
0: that are sexy are not even sexy like that anymore to me. I don't
1: know what it is. Like, yeah, maybe you're right about that, too. Oh, you know what? I just saw, you know, a movie I saw that I was like, oh, wow, that's hot. And I was, oh, Lady Chatterley's Lover. That was very sexy.
0: Okay, see but, that's amazing, but that is based on something from a long time ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, DH Lawrence knew what he was doing, basically. <laughs> but, but they could have f- like f- fucked up that movie, but what you I think what is missing is that I think so, you, it's almost like this idea of like paint by numbers or algorithmic. Yeah. Um, is they don't understand, like, this, like, kind of ephemeral quality of chemistry. And I think mm. what Lady Chatterley's Lover was really good... Like, it could have been not that great. It could have just been smutty or could have... But it was, like, somehow super sexy and super romantic. And a core part of that is that the leads, like, were independently sexy, but also, mm. like, just gave... Like, they had such good chemistry. And I think a lot of these movies that I'm kind of, like, met about is, like, that they, they, like, even, like... Ticket to Paradise. They have, the good, like, friend chemistry, but it's this thing that you're talking about is, like, I don't buy that they want to bang each other. You know what no. I mean? Like, the yeah. actors are, like, not selling in these movies that they want to bang each other. And she- TV shows we've seen, they've been very good at it. You know, yeah. so, like, a lot of this is, like, transferred to TV. Like, when I think of the past several years, it's, like, and granted, it's a while ago, but, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or Jane the Virgin or, more recently, we talked about Love Life. Or, like, yeah. we've do- done a lot of TV shows, Um that get the rom com formula right, but I think yeah, but the movies so are struggling. It's yeah. like
0: it's actually like like think about it. like there's no I wouldn't say there's no, but there's rare. And this article talks about it. It's rare that you find like a rom com of the past recent years of a move like a movie, movie that it's like okay, yeah. this is like a like this is like huge. Like we're all obsessed with this. Like except for like to all the boys I've loved before, which is its yeah. own sort of. But like it's almost like Netflix had that. And then now it keeps churning things out that's just like schlock and drack essentially mm-hmm. and it's like just like oh we just need to get like and the, you know what it is part of the problem i think because of and i'm like oh yeah i'm railing against streaming when it's p- part of my job whatever part of the sh- the issue is that like the objective for why these con- the content is being made is, i think is different when it's streaming right because what it's a streaming platform what these people, companies care about is just getting like users on the platform and then staying like just like encouraging like customer stickiness and them not like, you know, churning out and like, you know, leaving and like, you know, um, basically like, like keeping their subscription as long as possible. And I think sort of like the Netflix theory, at least, and I think you see a lot of uh, different, you know, um, services replicating that even now the new like HBO Max, discovery plus sort of whatever that service will be. It's like just getting people to sit and watch for a little bit of time. So not actually caring about how good it is. And I don't mean this to be like a blanket statement, but just based on our experiences so far, like not caring about how good it is or having to create something that like gets people to like go and watch and pay money to see it in a theater. Right, it's like, okay, I just need people to like watch this thing and like keep their Netflix subscription. So it doesn't have to have all 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 the work that goes into making it be an experience. That but you care know what about. else,
1: which I think is, like, big about streaming, is that people watch movies very differently in streaming, right? And so mm. there's always this expectation that, like, someone has, like, two or three screens at the same time, right? They're not, mm-hmm. like, su- super keyed in. A really good attention. Point. And so really you just kind of have to hit the beats. Okay, there's a cute guy. I, like, look up from my phone or whatever I'm doing. Okay, I see that. You know, as opposed to, like, being, like, totally keyed in and, like, on that journey mm-hmm. with them, which means mm-hmm. you do have to pay to these like really subtle details right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it, like things like chemistry and things like oh in that moment when he said something this way and we'll point out these moments i almost feel like this is good to do with one fine day because one Fine yeah. day is almost like i think like a masterclass, and like it it's, is, it's like it a is. very simple movie, but there's yeah. ways that he like will like move in towards her, or say something in a lower tone, or growl. Th- like that's that's what builds up this tension. Yeah, I think if you're making films where you're expecting that your audience is like only paying half attention anyway. You're not paying attention to those details. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's perfect that we're talking about One Fine Day uh, yeah, for this episode because like <laughs> all the all the stuff that I'm complaining about One Fine Day like basically like basically like bats away cuz it like I it it's it, it because of rewatching this for this for this podcast episode, it's like my top one of my top 5 rom-coms now because I just really yep. really enjoyed it so much. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um I think we could uh w- so we were going to do something else for rom news but i think we should just do it another week yeah we're i think we should Italy switch there. it yeah like, i think yeah. it's off theme now yeah yeah it's off theme. we were like i'm really ready to talk about one fine day if you are misan let's do it all right um one fine day at first sight do you have it at first sight with this movie misan <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't really like, I watched one fine day, like through cable, like sort mm. of like, you know, like that cut up, like, like you know, on TNT, yep. like USA yep. or whatever, like when you're just at home watching. So I've watched snippets of it. I never like, I, I don't think I ever saw it, the full movie without commercials until watching it on Hulu. I remember being excited okay. that it was coming on Hulu. Uh, cause that's where we watch it guys. Hulu. This is not an ad for Hulu, but it's just where we watched it. Um, yeah. I remember being excited for it coming because I was like, oh, I really like, I like, I liked this movie a lot. Seeing like George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer, I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't like, you know, I don't, I think it's a movie that like I forgot about and I don't know why. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't have been because it's so good. Uh, But yeah, my, my, at first sight is just like watching it um, at home on cable.
1: Okay, so I'm very similar to you in that I think this was a movie that was always just kind of floating around on cable that I watched in pieces or, you know, and then, but I do remember, maybe it was like high school or college, there was like a moment where I like loved this movie. Do you know what I mean? It's like Mm. almost like what happened to you happened to me at some other point. And it was Mm. just kind of solidified in my head as like rom-com canon. Mm. And since then... um. And, I, yeah, I think it probably was high school. Since then, like, when it was, like, it was, like, a thing, if it was on TV, I would, like, try to watch it. I, like, kind of know it pretty well. I giggle at certain parts. And mm. um, we'll talk about this. What is interesting to me is... I still love it but now as like a woman of a certain age in the time the post I wouldn't say post me too but like because there was not that much of that kind of stuff in this movie but like we have a more elevated consciousness around gender stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that there were parts of this movie that I was like whoa like you know I I definitely felt like I was watching with new eyes which is kind of cool because I mean like this isn't like a like a 16 candles thing where it's almost like unwatchable because of how like it doesn't age well it was just more like oh like i see the characters like there's more nuance here than i think i probably yeah. originally thought you know what i mean yeah but um it is very 96
0: was, in those sort of attitudes it's, it's sort of yes. like this is like yeah yes. these are like this is this is a movie that's built for a populace that despises hillary clinton and they're not entirely yes. sure why they do but they do yeah
1: I think that's actually the perfect way to describe, it. <laughs> which is also a 2016 population. Appearance. It, oh, it is. It was. It was raging in
0: 2016. But you know what?
1: Misogyny sells.
0: It does. It does. Yeah.
1: I mean, Hillary Clinton could have done been a little bit more buttoned up. I think there was a slight clintonian arrogance there but we yeah. don't have to <laughs>
0: yes. i don't disagree but if we real like we have too much to do tonight we can't relitigate 2016 <laughs> yeah, we can. election we can't it's fine like w-
1: when we want to do that rom squad we'll let you know <laughs> um, but uh, i, w- I want to jump into this because i have plans afterwards but also because i love this movie so um sh- shall i jump into the plot go, or do you want it. to
0: uh no you can do the plot I just want I, I think the, the one thing I want to say before we go is like this was 96 this is Michelle Pfeiffer Clooney oh yes Michelle Pfeiffer like part of this is like her you said it was her production company right Nana yeah like helps yeah. produce this um I'm really shocked because Nana sent me like the reviews of this movie at the time this movie was a flop and I have yes. to tell you guys 1996 looking at you all of you reviewers your taste is horrible you should do better
1: Thanks. What else? All yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure good things came out in 96. But like, I think I I I think one, like rom coms were kind of dismissed. But two, like, we can't talk about it in this episode. Michelle Pfeiffer is a very interesting actress. If you like, I went down a rabbit hole for her career. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed she is, with her. I'm, obsessed, I'm with obsessed with her now. She was. I think part of it is she wasn't a rom-com actress, right? No. And so she's not I a
0: Sandy like, Bullock. She's not a Julia exactly. Roberts. She's and not. so she's not yeah. going to just
1: like automatically draw people. Like she was a huge star at that time. But I wonder yeah. if this movie like starred like a Julia Roberts or something people would have just automatically been drawn to it in a different way do you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah Um, she did say in like the because they did like a um uh like a a retrospective about it like a couple years ago and i think she did say that because it tested well that the studio like moved it up way too early um, yeah and that's part of part of the reason why it flopped. which i can believe i can believe i could see that
1: yeah oh yeah because in the same retrospective i think they said like basically Clooney in a very Clooney esque way like kind of joked that beavis and butthead did do america or whatever did that. yeah yeah i mean listen which gives you if a this, sense of what 1996 was that is the populist like that's what i'm
0: saying about the taste right like beavis and butthead had this country in a chokehold for a set decade in the 90s and woo. Do better.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's keep um, going. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the a lot of the critiques about the movie were basically like it's paint by numbers. A lot of people were like this kind of mirrors the 1950s or 30s, whatever, like these like golden age Hollywood era, like slapstick kind of comedies. But mm-hmm. it like it doesn't have like a lot of people were like, there's no there there. Right. Um, and we can debate that. But w- what? Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know. Misa disagrees. But I will say that even in the bad reviews, consistently, and they were like, Michelle Pfeiffer's great in this movie. Like, shines. that was always the thing they conceded. And not everybody yeah. loved Clooney. Some of them were like, he's sexy enough, he's fine. But, I mean, like, Michelle Pfeiffer got positive reviews for the most yeah. part. Because yeah. I think she just yeah. really shows her versatility. Like, she can yeah. do comedy.
0: She's so good. It's she, like I love crazy. her. I'm like
1: obsessed with her. Now. I like how, <laughs> like, I have
0: like, d- like, developed this, like, new sort of like, n- <laughs> new, like, found respect for her. And I can't believe that, like, of all, like, it's so funny that they're talking about Paint by the Numbers. If only they knew what was coming in the future. Yeah. For Paint by the Numbers rom coms. So if only they knew, they would have appreciated that what they so had true. at the time. And another fun fact that I have to add I can't believe mm-hmm. that this was nominated, like, this was nominated for an Oscar for best original song. Isn't that crazy? Which song? Uh, let me find the name, the song uh, For the First Time.
1: Which oh. I think they, yeah, oh, I think wait. it, I'm okay. trying to remember
0: when it plays. I think it plays at the end.
1: Okay, like so watched... I'm gonna just do this really quickly. <laughs> it's like I'm... Kenny Loggins, a Kenny Loggins yeah.
0: song. Um...
1: Uh, yeah, I know this song. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Like, of all,
0: like, this is what I'm saying. Like, they didn't appreciate the movie, they didn't appreciate Michelle Pfeiffer's performance. But this song,
1: they're like, you know what?
0: Yes, you get an Oscar nomination.
1: What a random stat! It's just interesting. I I know. Um, all right, well, I okay, let's jump in because I want to tell people why I love this movie. Okay, go for it. So Misan, are you going to interrupt me or are you not? If you are, just give me a heads up so I can kind of. I know what. I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> no heads up. Yeah, it's like we're just we're doing tailor, it live. I could tell it. We'll this do it live. <laughs> OK. <laughs> uh, OK, so. One Five Day basically takes place on like, I think it's probably a fall day or something in New York City. This is like classic 90s New York City rom-com, which is like, there aren't really people of color. If they are, they kind of exist just to be like cab drivers and cleaning ladies. So oh. just setting a scene here <laughs> a little, <laughs> but it's like, we have Melanie Parker and Jack Taylor, who are two working professional single parents, all right? So Melanie is played by... The beautiful, gorgeous, amazing, serene, ethereal Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Thomas. her. Uh, amazing. Perfect face. Um, And she you can tell from the beginning she's a stressed mother. Like, the movie starts with her paying bills by hand, which they did in the 90s. Like, no auto pay or anything. It's crazy. Crazy. So, Wild. so she's, like, paying bills. And we know that she's, like, th- and she has one of those shoebox apartments with her son. And then Jack Taylor, we later, is, like, see – is like kind of a playboy roguish devil may care type we're introduced to him i believe as his like ex-wife is dropping off his daughter played by Mae whitman who was such a good child star i almost it's forget horrible. how she, good she was so oh, cute um and the the wife is basically like, I'm going on a honey my honeymoon with like my new husband, and like the babysitter canceled. I need you to like step up and like take care of our daughter for the day. He's mm-hmm. like, What? You're asking me to do something, but I'm a man. I need instruction. Yeah. So he's doing that whole thing, right? Um, and so basically, um, he like she's like I. My neighbor Melanie, who's the person we met before, has agreed to take both of the kids to this like field trip. Like they're doing like mm-hmm. one of those like cruises around like the city or whatever. If mm-hmm. you're not going, please let Melanie know. And Jack is like eh, instructions. I'm a man. I can only take four sentences at a time. And so, of course, he doesn't do that. Then we see Melanie like trying to go to pick up her n- very nicely, even though she's a busy single mother. You see how I have biases here. She's going to pick <laughs> up this kid, and nobody's answering. So she's like trying to figure out what's happening. And so they're both running to this like carnival, cr- like to the school rather. Um, and they realize that they missed the kid, like the bu- like they missed the bus that's taking the kids. So they race to try to get the boat I know Misan will interject with this fact, so Jack says, like, they're, they're arguing about, like, which boat that it is. Melanie's yes. like, I think it's this one. Jack is like, no, I'm a man, so I'm gonna mansplain that it's this one. So they run to the one Jack says. Of course the kids are in the other boat, and so they miss the boat. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't leave this fact out. Misan's gonna jump on me. I did, because I brought it up to <laughs> Nana
0: before when we were, like, live chatting about it. Like, we were texting each other as we were watching. I was like, this is outrageous, and she
1: was right! Ah, oh, I hate this guy. Okay, yeah, anyway. and so basically, because they both miss the boat, they both have to like take care of the kids for the day. and this yeah. is like a day that they both have really important things for work. Melanie's an architect, and she has like a big presentation to do for this like gentrifying company. I'm sure I don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing. They're making some stuff that are adult like and, adult
0: like amusement adult, parks or something yeah. like in community centers or some some, yeah. some, some like or in like, high rises. there's like, yeah, a like a whole city we, like town thing, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, Jack writes for the Daily News. I have to think like the lawyer in me was like, "Why did Daily News like give up like using all like their like like logo and marks in this movie? Like it was really weird, right?" Yeah, I guess it just was-, was promo, but it was just like, yeah, "Did you promo. need promotion?" I, I guess support I don't journalism. Know. Okay. Yeah, because The Post was also featured heavily in this movie. Yeah. But basically, Jack is, like, a reporter. And, like, back when, like, reporting was, like, a job that was sexy for people, I guess. And so he is, like, he, like, has some kind of, like, scoop that's, like, going to take on, like, the mayor and the sanitation commissioner. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was corruption. It's there not are mob ties. <laughs> it was all. It there was there was very are mob ties. There's a lot yeah. happening. But he basically, like, his job is on the line because, like, one of his important sources is, like, backed out. And so he has to, like, run around town trying to find another source because the mayor is, like, going to take like basically like say like jack is full of shit it's gonna ruin his reputation his paper might get sued whatever so he has mm-hmm. a lot to do that day and there's a big conference press conference at five melanie has like a big presentation at like at 230 or something i don't remember the exact time but it's like important because they have like yeah. di- important things at different times of the day da- yeah. they, jack is like trying to like buddy up to melanie maybe like we can help each other out she's like no you're a loser i'm just gonna take my kid um <laughs> but classic like you know old-timey rom-com fashion, like, there's, like, a little mix-up. They And it's very 96 in that they mix it, like, they each take the other's phone. And so Mm -hmm. they're getting the other person's calls. And so they have to, like, call each other to kind of keep them the other person abreast and, like, updates to their schedule and other things happening, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, meanwhile, Melanie's, like, at work and her son is, like, wreaking havoc because he's just, like, a a tornado boy. Um, But we get from that scenario that, like, her boss is, like, really hostile towards children. And so she kind of has to pretend she doesn't have a kid, and it's just, like, very stressful for her. And to the point where, like, because, like, her kid, like, messes up her model that she's going to use, at some point, it's just too much for her. She's like, I'm going to drop you off at this, like, drop-in center. And meanwhile, Jack, I forgot for some reason that's less compelling, has to drop his daughter off at the drop-in center. too <laughs> <kid. laughs>
0: He has to find a new source, Nana, because yes. his source decided that he, he will not come back and be on the record. He has to find a new source, otherwise he loses his column. So he column has
1: to Yeah. And
0: the newspaper gets sued.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> so they drop the kids off at of the drop-in center again their pads cross. switch the phones back but again they're like seeing each other the kids also start the movie off like hating each other but by like convenience they're like constantly kind of bumping into each other and becoming friendlier and i think mm-hmm. they bond because for some reason they're making it seem like this is like I don't know, like 1950s, like Sicily, like it's like such a dangerous place for these kids to be like, <laughs> I just like, yeah, the out. kids that are the seven, like, <laughs> what is the 71st
0: Y or something? They're yeah, like, I exactly. hate it. And then they have like, they were talking about, was it, was it PCP or something? What a Yeah, they're drugs. talking about,
1: I don't know. So the kids like, they're like, they have to yank their kids out because the kids are like talking about drugs or something. I thought that yeah. was maybe a little racially coded. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> But so then they're like, okay, we can't leave our kids at the center. Why don't we come up with like a plan where we kind of like do like almost like a mutual aid like parent. Like sharing of responsibilities so jack Mm -hmm. will take the kids for part of the time melanie will take the kids for part of the time right um and so again like their you know their days are building they have all these professional like pressures jack takes the kids i think everything is relatively fine melanie takes the kids loses the little girl she gets stressed out um and so we we see her unraveling bit by bit but everything kind of works out at the end and they're all like At some point, like Jack has his like um, press conference and he's like has to get like the wife, the jilted wife of like the sanitation commissioner as a source. But he's running late. So Melanie is there and she looks like a disaster because she's been having a rough day and her like clothes get wet and she's rained on and she's wearing like a shitty coat they gave her at the police station. She just looks like kind of like a hobo and she's like trying to stall. So you also see like she's like standing up for Jack and she's like invested in like what's happening with his day, whatever. Mm -hmm. So at. Everything works out for everybody. We can get into the specific details about the challenges of their day when we talk about the, you know, more specific parts of the plot. Everything works out. They all meet at the soccer game where Melanie the whole day has been, like, praying that her son, I think Sammy, his deadbeat dad, like, who, like, does not help at all, all he has to do is show up to the soccer game and she's not sure. He does show up. Yay! But, like, here's the problem is that Jack has been, like, pretty interested in Melanie, but the one thing, and we'll talk about this, is, like, he feels, like, deeply insecure because she's a superwoman and he has a lot of bitterness. Like, he has a very, like man's rights like manosphere kind of feelings you know that's like divorce dad energy and so he has like he doesn't like capable competent women because they like make him feel insecure one and two he's like very like Sammy keeps talking about how his mom and his dad are gonna get back together, and so he's like, kind of like, I don't know if I want to step on any toes here, right? And so when the the ex husband shows up, Jack kind of like pulls away a bit, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Melanie, meanwhile, is like kind of interested in him, not for any for, for discernible reason, except for he's really charming and he's really sexy. So there are discernible reasons. Okay, there we, go. <laughs> so- <laughs> we deserve them. <We> deserve- <laughs> I know. And so she wants to like hang out with him a little more, but he's like pulling away because the deadbeat dad's there. Anyway, Deadbeat Dad is gonna be a deadbeat. So even though he promised to do a fishing trip with Sam, he's like gonna back out. Melanie's stressed. We get this idea that she is like the one who's constantly trying to make her husband look good to her son so that he can do yeah. a place of fatherly yeah. and, then she, and she she's bears a saint in an angel. That's right. She bears the brunt I brunt will of him, say,
0: right? I will say the ex husband is going to go <laughs> rather than take his son on the fishing trip tour over the summer, yes. he's gonna go drum for Springsteen. I'm just gonna say, you know, like maybe sammy's bad vibes you know and maybe that's why he'd rather hang out with springsteen than he would that's that. so <laughs> rude
1: <weird. laughs>
0: so i have to interrupt i one thing sorry am i this is the okay. only interruption i'll have there was this tweet about like i if i find out I to send it to you it's become like a meme now and the tweet was like i can never tell if this guy was actually serious or not he's like why do people get mad at deadbeat dads have you ever thought maybe the kid had bad vibes and they didn't want to stick around have you ever thought about that <laughs>
1: I think mean, Sammy was like not amazing vibes, but his dad was still like
0: His dad was horrible, but okay, but Sammy was chaotic, okay? I wouldn't quite he say bad crazy. vibes. It wasn't bad vibes, but it was very much chaotic. Like, he
1: got yeah. a marble
0: stuck up his nose. Like his- How did that happen?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's very uh, stressful.
0: But,
1: so, uh, yeah, anyway, Melanie's kind of like. You know she was like Because she asked Oh at the end of the soccer game She's like oh Jack Do you want to like Come over for dinner Or something you know she, Yeah I oh, want to get Chinese leave. Yeah take How it How did yeah, resist yeah. her She was so vulnerable And so charming But he kind of did this guy thing He shut down Who's like oh You know I'm kind of busy <laughs> And so she's like okay <laughs> And so she's like sad And so they go back um To their own separate lives But then J- Jack is talking To his little girl Who's sleeping on the couch Because he has still doesn't have A bed for his daughter okay. Because he's not yeah. an actor (laughs) co-parent he's not an active co-parent and so then he's like they start kind of chatting and then the little girl is like Basically tells him, like, yo, Melanie was, like, kind of upset when she thought that that girl from your office is gr- your girlfriend. And she kept asking questions. And I, I think one of my favorite things about this movie is how the adults keep pumping the children for, like, ro- mm-hmm. information about their potential romantic interest.
0: Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. keeps, like,
1: pushing the little girl. And she's like, Daddy, I'm, I'm tired. I'm a little tired now. And he's like, OK, OK. But, like, seriously. So she, like, likes me. And she's like, Daddy, it's obvious. <laughs>
0: very cute very cute
1: and so then he like concocts this thing where they have to go get a replacement fish because like they like lost the fish or killed the fish or like a cat ate the fish that Sammy was supposed to keep for the classroom so he concocts this thing they go to the bodega to buy and they're like we have to go to Sammy and Melanie's house to help them right so he goes under this like stupid pretense she like looks like a disaster but like still beautiful because she's Michelle Pfeiffer so she you know but then they have their moment where he like they're flirting and then like they kind of fight about who likes who and then he kisses her. We'll talk about that kiss. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And then... And then it's so cute because she's like, oh, I just like need to freshen up. And so she does this whole thing where she like tries, you know, like a Bridget Jones type montage where she tries to like get ready really quick. And by Mm -hmm. the time she like looks like a quote unquote like real woman, like she feels like, you know, sexy. He's sleeping. And so then she like sits next to him and puts her arm on like his arm around her. And then she falls asleep. And the kids like peek their heads out and look at their parents and giggle and smile. And I just thought that was the most adorable ending for like a single parent romantic drama.
0: Honestly, a great movie. A comedy, sorry, yeah. fantastic. I enjoyed that motion picture. The cinematic experience was lovely.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. I think let's just jump into so. Like, I think the f- I I the f- one of the first things I want to talk about is um, what I think I I guess like we kind of mentioned the characters, right? Like, oh yeah, we have like, already talked about them. Yeah, mostly. the one thing I will say about um. Melanie is because I don't think I made it explicit she is very much like a superwoman and that she like doesn't want to take help from like all the men like men are always trying to shatter t- up and she's like they're useless you know she doesn't want to give Jack any responsibilities you know she doesn't trust her ex-husband to do what he's supposed to do and so that's like in sharp contrast with like Jack's like Double make care attitude. But like both mm-hmm. of these people are coming to the potential relationship with baggage from their f- previous relationships, preconceived mm-hmm. notions about the opposite sex, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to like overcome those biases or like that baggage in order to like trust each other and get together, right? Yeah. And so it's like an enemies to lovers but like with a little twist because we get a little into like it's like a lot of like sing, like divorced person baggage, right? Yeah. Yeah, very realistic. I
0: what what yeah. I like about this movie and before we get into the themes it's just like it's not like it doesn't sugarcoat the experiences of these two single parents. Like what I like yeah. see, like you see in like sharp relief like just how society treats the single mom versus the single dad and all mm-hmm. like you just like it's just like all throughout the movie each time like Jack is like a hero or whatever for being with his kids, or like with his kid, which he hasn't been a kid that he's not been watching the way he should have for a long time. He's just been like the sort of the weekend parent, he's not actually had to parent for years, it seems. Um, yeah. And then like when he's watching Sammy as well, like people are like, Oh my God, like, Oh, you brought your kids here. Oh, like everyone's just so impressed with him, like actually being yeah. a man and being an active or what appears to be an active father. When it's not rocket science, it seems like it should be the very slowest bar. But then yeah. when you see Melanie bringing her kid, like, you know, Sammy to places or taking Sammy and Melanie around, or Sammy, what's the, uh, the younger kid's name? I'm blanking on the younger kid's name. Sammy and Maggie around.
1: Oh, uh, Maggie, yeah. Yeah, when she's
0: taking Sammy and Maggie around, everyone's just sort of, like, judgmental, like, oh, who is this woman? Like, oh, she's bringing, like, she's bringing kids to this space where they shouldn't be. It's just, like, it's just a fascinating thing. Yeah. Just a sharp contrast and also how much of that has not changed.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also when she looks like she's struggling, like, when she lost Maggie or she's just, like, is flustered and there's a lot going on you can tell there's like a lot of judgment like oh like yes. bad parent or mess yes. of a person towards her whereas yes. jack it's like oh that guy needs help you know because <laughs> it's so hard you know what i mean it's yeah. like there are a lot of people swooping to help jack or like be supportive when mm-hmm. he's like ha- like struggling with the kids and i i guess this can that's because this is kind of one of our themes so like let's just kind of go into it which is um mm-hmm. i think so like there's a general theme in this the movie which is like, can you have it all? Which we can talk about. Um, we'll circle back to it. But I think there's like this big like battle of the sexes thing happening, right? Yeah. And I think that with jack like i don't think this movie was intentional about it that's the thing like i remember watching this movie originally and thinking that melanie was a bit of a pill it was like very Mm -hmm. much leaned into like the of the 90s there's this like trope of like a control freak woman right Mm -hmm. um like and i think it's i do think it was like backlash to like a lot of like you know because like there was like women's live in the 70s and then there's like this kind of 80s like power woman thing and yeah. then i'm gonna get like really kind of dumb but like let's just go with it i'm just making shit up but let's go 92 is the year of the woman right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so there was this whole idea that like women like there's this new age of women like that they're entering the workforce. There was like people were talking about sexual harassment and there's like yes like there's like a, you know there's this idea like this idea of like breaking through glass ceilings or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, it was almost like yeah. a resurgence of, like, women in the workplace. And I think culturally there was, like, this weird backlash where, like, there were yeah. always movies featuring career women who, like, in leaning into their career were, like, actually, like, the broken. Villain.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: they were either villainous or they were broken people. They were a mess. Yeah. They didn't have their purse. And, like, through the movie they had to, like, learn how to, like, quote-unquote let go of control and so we didn't Mm -hmm. celebrate women for having everything together it was Mm -hmm. almost like you're like a crazy person for trying to like control everybody and like this is like a failed like this is like a doomed to fail thing like
0: yeah like this is a failing of yours that you need to rectify like this isn't like this is a fundamental character flaw that you have that you should have that you have to fix and remedy in order to be someone that is worthy of happiness love. a relationship yeah, happiness. of love yeah. of the success that you seem to claim that you like want the fact that you are so sort of obsessed with your success is a failing in and of itself meanwhile in contrast with like jack as like this like first of all i don't know what he has to be so bitter about <laughs> like you see, like what are you, what like what are you okay. bitter about like what are you upset yeah. about yeah like, he was like, like very much like you know and i'm really into it because like he is like this like man about town he has his own column he's like this like sexy like you know reporter man who like has ads on the side of the bus like people are charmed by him you know this whole thing the movie opens up and it's like he like he goes through life like with his charm like and his i mean in his face because this is peak george clooney with his charm and his face like really like doing a lot of work and he's also quite smart obviously but he doesn't have to do much but he's bitter like the movie opens up and he it's like this like bachelor pad of an apartment he doesn't even have a room for his daughter who like is what like six or seven at that time that's outrageous his ex-wife has to come and beg him like honestly find the timing is unfortunate that she's going on her honeymoon the babysitter like canceled the fact that he is the last resort to watch his own child and she has to like Mm -hmm. beg him and he's like you know meanwhile his like home looks like a like a construction zone there's like a random ladder the kids just playing it doesn't even look safe And then he's like upset that he's being like forced to like care for your child. What do you have to be bitter about? Like you have a thing about like, it's clear he has this thing about like, career women like it's uh, you know women that are like you know yes. want to do it all all of other stuff like he has this whole thing about it and you can see like he like unleashes with his therapist about it like he's complaining like when melanie like is not impressed by him like trying to show her which at, in retrospect was kind of cute when he's like trying to show her the fact that like he has his I, own I column it no i think it was cute <laughs> for him to like you know try to find a way to impress her yeah i mean like yes. that was his impulse you know to be like oh like let me see if i can get her to like you know be like really impressed by me and she was like this is not injured like you, like, my my first interaction with you, have you been, you completely screwing things up for both of us and our children? So I'm not impressed. He takes that to heart and is, like, complaining about it for, like, the whole movie. Like, you won't be like that, Maggie. Like, you won't be bitter and blah. Yeah. blah. I'm like, what? What do you have well, to be bitter about? Like, what's I, wrong with you?
1: I think it's... What he's bitter about is like, okay, so we can read into his relationship with his ex-wife. One, yeah. it's like, I remember when he first watched that movie, you're supposed to think she's kind of some kind of shrew or something. And she's not. She's just a woman she's who not. has it together. She yeah. doesn't even seem like she asks for very much from Jack, you know, because he's like not, he doesn't He doesn't really even know anything about the kid's school, what time she goes to school, who the neighbor, he doesn't know He didn't know even anything, know where the so school he was. He didn't even know he the didn't school's know the name. Sc- yeah. So he hasn't been asked to really co-parent, right? And so – but, like, he, like, turns that around on women, right? So, like, okay, this is my thing about him. He, capable women make him feel insecure, right? Mm. And so he doesn't show up and for, like – show up figuratively, like, doing the things yeah. he needs to do. And yeah. then so uh, the women in his life, life, like, his wife – I'm gonna like assume this happened and this is what's happening with Melanie do not trust him and so they so, don't wait for like, him to figure it out they like just do they it don't himself. wait for him to figure it out or if they need and this is like I I wish I could remember this term because I was listening to a podcast that talked about it it's called tactical something or other but it's like basically a way that but it's also like learned helplessness right like I think it yeah, it's learned a lot helplessness. In like heterosexual yeah. relationship men do it yeah, all the like, time yeah they do they do it all the time and so it's like it's like then left to the woman because the guy like pretends like he doesn't understand 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 or is like very tactfully not understanding how to do things. And so it's left to does a terrible job on purpose. Yeah. That's so bad that you're
0: like, okay, forget it. Yeah
1: yeah yeah to lay out instructions or even if not on purpose it's like to like not engage in something and take sort of like a like ownership or you know or to like understand mm-hmm. and so then it's like mm-hmm. left to the partner to always like give like line by line instructions and so like the partners like doing project management essentially right and so this yeah. is like what's happening with a guy like Jack but instead of like being even appreciative of it or trying to change and mm-hmm. be better then he turns mm-hmm. it around on the women and say like you're using you're like controlling this or your like lack of trust for me is a emasculating me and that's why I behave what I do so it's like this weird cyclical argument you know what I mean yeah it's like (laughs) it's like you're emasculating me or you're making me feel like a child like I think he talks about that like he explicitly says that and it's because you don't trust me I can't act like a big man and so it's really your fault that I'm not reliable you know what I mean yeah
0: rather than like some actual introspection as a self-aware adult that you would imagine that someone that goes to therapy consistently (laughs) would really would try to engage in but I don't know maybe that was the wrong therapist for him
1: no I don't even think it's a therapist I think it's an expectation at the time right because it, the yeah. expectation is that like if a woman is like going to be a career person she has to have that together but she also has to be like the one who's really in charge with the child rearing and you know and like all the like just basically like what you saw in Melanie is someone who like what we're talking about like project management like this woman had to know all the details of everybody's life and have like, mm-hmm. like sort of using all her executive faculties all the time right mm-hmm. and so like She's, she'll be in the cab and she'll like already know like we have like five seconds, you know, like she knows like the margin of error for time. She knows the exact route that's fastest. So she's going to tell the cab and then mm-hmm. the movie, honestly, the movie does portray her as like, con- like control freak because of something it like does. that. Right. It does. Yeah. Or or like, at, there's like one point in the movie where like Melanie's like really desperate. So she like needs Jack to take care of both of the kids. Right. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, but I have to like, you know, do something like, like I have to like call the Elaine, whatever Lieberman or like I have to do that. You know, and she's like, yeah. Well, you're, well, your, um, your press conference is at five. What if you t- call her on the phone instead of do, you know, and. Like, she already has, like, internalized what his, like, time constraints are mm-hmm. and what his schedule mm-hmm. is, right? And so you mm-hmm. you see her as a woman who just has to, like... And there's even, like, some gr- a great scene where, like, the, uh, Sammy's, like, playing with a toy, like, car. It's, like, coming straight at Maggie where she's, like, holding, a, like, her model. And she, like, somehow yeah. steps over it but, like, trips on, like, the bag. But, like, the fact is, like, she, in order to, like, exist and survive as she is, she has to see everything coming out of every corner every single time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, to contrast that with Jack, who's, like... Oh, and he even says at one point in the movie, he's like, excuse me, like, I didn't, like, I like for like messing up because I'm like he essentially was like because I just am not as good at this like as you know I don't have as much practice or whatever and I just thought that was like such bullshit
0: I made me yeah. roll my eyes I And mean, you know what I think it is like you said this earlier to your point earlier I think that because of like we're now women of a certain age I hate when you say of this or name. it sounds like we're 75 but we're now women <laughs> in our 30s right and so like we like you know Melanie is like a, a career woman in her 30s a woman yes. that cares about her career you know her career is about sort of like has what are, has ambition that are something that that are important to her and goals and so like we understand that like building and creating our own lives and like you know having partners that are part of it or you know like trying to figure out like trying to figure that out ourselves like now we understand like all that it requires and entails to actually do that to be like to your point having to sort of like constantly operate at that level of executive function to do this to do this to think of this to think of that to think of that think of that like now we understand it completely in a way that we couldn't when we were watching when we were much younger and so like all of his excuses it's just like this is bullshit like honestly like it's none of it holds water i don't buy it it it's not believable it's not credible like whatever yeah
1: yeah and and then i think like and i this is going back to the theme of like I think the movie posits like, can any single parent kind of have it all, or as a parent, right? Like, because they're they're constantly like, each character has to like constantly negotiate sacrifices that they have to make to their career in real time versus like seeing or taking care of their children. And to be fair, Jack has some like very real ones. I just think that there's like not as much hostility towards him. He has like a little bit more wiggle room, right? Yeah, and like. But, like, one of the scenes that really strikes me, and this felt like it was, like, written by, like, a 90s career woman because it just feels, like, so, like, like, it's I don't know, very realistic. But, like, there's, like, a scene where, like, obviously, like, Melanie's boss is hostile about, about having kids in the office, so she has to pretend, like, her son is not her son, which just, like, sucks, right? And mm-hmm. then she somehow, like, manages to, like, unrealistically run, like, cross town, uptown, downtown, do all this shit to get yeah. this, like, amazing... um presentation model yeah yeah, the model and then she does this amazing presentation and then they're like this is great we want to hire you can you go for drinks afterwards this is like the classic thing that you know And and like she she like has a responsibility to take her kid to soccer but and this is drinks is like shouldn't be work right this is like extracurricular but in yeah. order to like make it in the like the career world you have to also have like engage in the social way and she's mm-hmm. afraid that if she brings up that she has like parental responsibilities it's going to be a ding against her right so she like mm-hmm. has to do it all She she's like she and Jack are negotiating going to the like, the bar it's the 21 club which is like it's all these like new. it was days, so funny like. that it was the 21 club I haven't <laughs> been to the 21 club in years that was yeah. hilarious I
0: was like oh I know that but
1: this. you know and so she has to like sc- look like she's game and look like she's fun but also like be on because they ask her to like essentially do another presentation off the cuff so she has to also have her shit together that way you know and so like you just see the kind of pressure she's under and the movie i don't think is explicit about it because i don't think this is like its agenda but watching it with the eyes we have like misan talked about like being women who now have to think about these things you just realize how hostile and how la- there's a lack of support and how everything that melanie does will be interpreted in a very different way that jack does when, when it totally. means like doing it for her child you know totally, and so like totally. if that's what i walked away from i think the movie kind of wants to be like it's generally hard to be a single parent you like can you have it all right and then i think the thesis is like when you have the right partner like maybe you can balance it right but i think what i saw through the movie was like whoa like there is such a disproportionate amount of work and labor oftentimes Mm. invisible put on women especially Mm. working mothers right like that's like the takeaway i had from the movie (laughs) totally yeah yeah i see that i
0: see that um
1: So I think that
0: one of the things that we had in our outline was talking through, like, you know, the lessons that the characters had to learn. Like, what was the lesson that Melanie learned versus what lesson that Jack had to learn? So you want to talk about the Melanie lesson first?
1: Okay, so I think we've talked about this on this podcast before, but there is, like, a trope in, like, romance rom-coms from time immemorial which is like a difficult woman a hard woman has to learn a lesson right and Mm -hmm. it's often to like make her softer and so with melanie the whole time it was like she if they made it clear she doesn't want to get help from any quote unquote she doesn't want to get help from anybody jack is constantly pushing right her to do that which is not true it's
0: not true but
1: this is a thank you because one thing is for all the criticisms that like are thrown her way about like not asking for help, she asks for help a lot. Just not for constantly men. and no one was there to help her. <laughs> And nobody's there. To she help had the plan, she like her. backup plan the after backup plan, and no one was available. Yeah, she has. her fault. Her, sister, her mom and her, her sister, sister
0: are like, "Sorry, <laughs> we're busy today."
1: And, 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 I mean, and at some point, you know, but you she just doesn't trust men. And even at the office, she asked. Um, I forgot the. You know the lady who plays D and what's happening? Oh, you know, I know. You know I, I love her. Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she they um. She asked her for help, right? She's asking yeah, people for help, yeah. but she, but she won. It's like with men romantically, she's been burned, and she understands that oftentimes in a relationship, it's going to fall on her as the woman to have yeah. to like manage and plan and like. And yeah. to her point, it's like if I'm already doing this to like take the time and stop and to like give it to someone else, and there's a risk that they can fuck it up. It's just like not worth it, my time. Yeah, yeah what's the point? It's inefficient to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's inefficient, and then because she even has a line about like, oh, I have so many balls that I'm juggling. Like, I'm afraid if I like let somebody catch it, I'll drop all of them. You know, and I think yeah. that's like really relatable.
0: Very um, relatable. At, Very relatable.
1: And then too, it's like on in, an individual level, she asks for help all the time, but like nobody wants to support her, so she has to learn yeah, how I to be self sufficient. No. Yeah, she has yeah, to except know for Dee, the black woman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did help that's true she did help. she did help. so and then and then so it becomes like this like failing of hers that she's not accepting his help it's like but like yeah her first introduction to you Jack was not of <laughs> yes. someone that was helpful or really had any like so i this is what I think so I think Jack does le- learn a lesson and has to go through his own character evolution it's yeah. not as a okay. sort of like it's not a sort of like you know. They don't like sort of like, you know, bang us over the head with it as much, but it's there. Yeah. Like he's one at the and it's a lesson that he should have learned a long time ago. But how to actually parent a child that you should be, you know, like in charge of and have been co parenting this entire time. Like having to like think about the time when like, you know, Maggie goes missing. She runs up because she finds a cat in that, like, you know, art gallery or whatever, that store. And then he's trying to, like, he knows where Maggie is because the woman that's in the store calls, like, calls and says, oh, this is a lost child, blah, blah, blah. And then he's trying to get Maggie to leave. He's like, Maggie, we have to go. And he tries to do his, like, usual, like, oh, like, you know, we're joking around. Ha, ha, okay, Maggie, we're done here. And it doesn't work. Like, he has to find a way to actually, like, connect. Connect, yeah. And relate with his daughter and parent her. For that and he, like, and he was like, "Oh, like we're gonna be late, Meg. We have to go." And it's like, "Well, you can't." She's not just a task that you just like can like sort of yeah. like you know um re- wrestle to completion and not have to worry about. It. This is a living human being that is your child that you have to parent and sort of like relate to and like really like provide love and support and also discipline. And so he has to yeah. like quickly like figure that out. And that I like to think it's because he saw sort of like Melanie be capable all all day basically. Yeah, but he has to do that and it works. He's able to like. It's like. It's like I wouldn't say it's the, the barest minimum because it actually like, you know, she's, Maggie's going through emotional turmoil. Like he's actually doing something that's helpful. But it's like it's something he should have been doing all along. And he has to like learn yes. it on the fly. So like I find that interesting.
1: Just, yeah, he could distract her with like french fries and fun and whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, like the Disney dad.
0: But it's like that's yeah. not what ha- that's not what she needs. And he actually has to do something that re- like resonates with her. And it works, you know, so I think he had to learn how to be a parent. I mean, he should have been a parent the whole time, but he had to learn how to be one
1: yeah and i think also like he gets a little a little more sober like because he like i don't know like there's a whole scene where she he like actually successfully like takes care of the kids and brings it back them back to maggie aside from the marble the marble aside from the the marble which like she doesn't know about but like essentially like that's i think that's supposed to be kind of his redemption scene in her eyes and thus our eyes like we've seen that he's like grown up um and so she's kind of like joking like i don't think you could do it and he's like haha like basically like he's not having it right like yeah basically like he's telling her like like he's making it clear that she doesn't like the way he's belittling him which is fair but also honey like you made a really bad first and I've also right.
0: it's been like seven <laughs> hours can you give yeah. her some time to adjust to the new yeah. reality
1: <laughs> but and, but two, it's like i think it's also a commentary on melanie right like she needs to learn how to see him in another light yeah um i think it happens too quickly because like we said like Cause I, it's just like again, older woman means like Jack. Like you just did the mi- bare minimum in this way, which was like just get the kids through the day, right? Yeah. And we're supposed to be like, ah, actually, he's a great dad for the whole first half. He was fucking up left and right. Horrible dad. So- He's the reason his boss's cat ate the, ate the class goldfish. I know. So I think it's hard because we're like expected to give him so much grace without him mm. actually demonstrating that much improvement. Right. Like there's t- small mm. things like that scene you mentioned, but mm-hmm. like, I do think that there's like been less of a dramatic sort of. Like transformation. Yeah. Transformation, you know? Yeah. And then, um, I, I do want to say one thing. It's like unrelated, but Melanie is such a superwoman that like you have to go back and watch the scene where she makes like the Superman costumes for the kids. Oh my God, I love it. It was incredible. (laughs) Like she just came out of her brain
0: with like supplies (laughs) that were in her bag and that he had hanging around.
1: How did she do that? But. What I do love about that scene is as hostile as he is towards really capable women, it's it's a weird push and pull for him because it's what turns him on. Like, it's almost like yeah. they're ca- – because that was a scene where he was, like – you could tell he was, like – he had fallen for her. He was just, like, amazed yeah. by it, right? Yeah. And I think it's, like, this thing that it's, like, he – their capability is the thing that like draws him in. He wants – but he but he also like knows he's not like worthy of it, and so mm. it's like this weird kind of like I love you, but like you also like make me so aware of like how I fall short thing. Like it's mm-hmm. this weird push mm-hmm. and pull for him because yeah. like he isn't just a guy who just wa- like wants the quote unquote vixen or bimbo played by Amanda Pete, right? Like I know. He, like uh, he a wants young the woman- Amanda who- Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wants the woman who like. Has the kids? It can do all this stuff. It is smart and is capable, but he also like hates her for it in the beginning,
0: yeah. right? It has wants well, a woman with more texture and layers to them. They yeah. That you know, that is like gray and not just like sort of like the obvious, like easy answer um yeah Can we talk and about their so, chemistry oh okay go ahead
1: yeah oh real quick but i actually think that this is maybe where the growth happens is that he's finally able to like be like with a woman like uh melanie when he kind of gets his shit together and like yeah. so like, there's not you know what i mean like when he can come through for her that then he can like be with her, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And so like like I think a lot of it was just insecurity on his part, but like he showed himself what he was capable of, right? And I showed her. And then she's like, okay. He showed her. But I but i think a lot of his like issues were his own insecurities because he felt yeah. like this con like they even had this weird freudian thing where he talks about like his white like the women in his life being like kind of his mother and like all this stuff you know and i think he like needed to like grow up and not be a boy and be a man yeah right? and she
0: calls him out on it like you know like you were like you go through life expecting like people like you know as like a man child essentially she doesn't say those words yeah. but, like expecting like setting up other people to mother you and take care of you and that's just not how life yeah is. i don't i don't have that luxury Um, and so like, sort of like when he's like slating her for not trusting or not relying on him, um, or not relying on people like to being too in control. Um, and then there's, but like, what's interesting in that scene is when she like, is like realizing like how she has misinterpreted what he was trying to do when they first met with the newspaper thing. Right. And so she was like, yeah, like you come in and you're like showing me the fact that you you have like your own column. Like it's supposed to be impressive and you can't do anything. And he was like, I showed you the column because I thought you were the most beautiful woman yeah. I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire and I was like wow whoa, yeah.
1: whoa 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 that did it for you huh Misa it did it
0: did but you know what but that did and then since I'm ready to segue to chemistry the other part that did it is when like He's like actually competent and brings the kids. Yes, uh, yes. to Rockefeller Center at like three thirty or whatever because he's like they are rushing. running
1: all over the city. By the way, uh,
0: first of all, <laughs> they have a time machine, a rip in the yes. space time continuum because none of that is doable. It's not realistic. Yeah. It didn't happen. And she's it didn't like, happen in and then 90 she's 96.
1: like at serendipity, and then they're like, I'm like, come on, back city hall. You like, can't tell New York at rush hour. Days,
0: they're, they're like, it did not crazy. happen. It did not happen. <laughs> And then they make the soccer game in time. Even though know, she had drinks at 21 yeah. clubs, yeah, like Midtown East Park, at 5.30. Right? <laughs> what? It's not realistic. <laughs> anyway, but that's in this side. But when he like gets the kids at Rockefeller Center at 3.30 and she's like, like impressed. He's like, oh yeah, like I did that. And then like, there's this like sort of like banter oh, where he's, he's talking Oof. about and you, he was like, oh, all right, I'll see you later. And she's like, oh, I you, I know you probably forgot my name. And then I can't like, yes, not, I run this like, twice i kid you not george clooney like tilts his head and yes. just like walks up to her as the crystal, how do you even like how do saunter. you even conceive he that saunters. this is the he saunters you're right he saunters yes the actual definition of a saunter he saunters <laughs> and then his voice gets low
1: yeah and i don't and like, know like,
0: husky husky like set like yeah. sexy and and it's like, like, there's a
1: little bit of a growl, right? Yeah, like it's
0: like, okay, like uh, maybe uh, I'm trying to make then, you think of what it would be like if we were banging Nick right now. Like, yes, you remember, and then he also was like, is like kind of wearing have-
1: that, like, oh, keep going, keep going. No, go ahead. He was wearing what? Oh, he's like wearing that oversized coat, and he like has yeah. his hands in his pocket, yeah. and then he kind he of like, like swaggering,
0: oh, and then he like swaggery. gets so close to her face, and <laughs> even <laughs> Melanie's like, like Melanie doesn't even know what I- to do with herself. <laughs> Like she's yeah. like, there's like, it's almost like no one man should have all that power. Like at that point, like, it's like, yeah, what is yeah. this? Like, it's not fair for you to be able to like wield it. Um, and he was like, of course, I know your name. And Melanie's like, Ooh.
1: well, Ooh. didn't he say, of course, I know your name, Mel or something like that? Yeah, of course, or I know your name, Mel <laughs>
0: or Mel or something, something like that to make yeah. it clear or something like that. And I was like, listen, oh,
1: God, talk
0: about oh. doing it for me. I was like, you know what? That is sex. For me, I, I was like, watching like, going, movie, drawing I like, back to a point about off
1: right now, because I just, <laughs> exactly like <laughs> <What laughs> going back to
0: a point about like, what is sexy? <laughs> like, what is chemistry? Yes. Like, what is it yes. that, you know, in this movie where they do not kiss spoiler alert until the last few minutes yeah. of this movie and Michelle Pfeiffer and George Cooney are pic- picotinists. Michelle Pfeiffer is so beautiful and sexy. Like, it's not even So
1: beautiful. Fair.
0: Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, it's not even right. Like, honestly. She, and then, uh, like,
1: I could look at her face for hours. It's for perfect. hours. It is actual art. Her face is art. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's <actual> art. And <laughs> I don't just, like, throw that. Especially, like, blonde women. Some, you know, because, like, some, like, I, like is, I like blonde is, like, supposed to
0: be. Yeah, like, blonde is. so. Like, I do, like, a this
1: revisionist art. history. Like, I go back yeah. and see, like, people who are, like, oppressed. Made to. Made to. Like be hot when I was a kid because there was so Eurocentric and all that, right? So yeah, I yeah, well, like blonde
0: a, is good. like a shorthand in like American yes. pop culture and like yes. maybe generally like there's an article about this in the New York Times that I'll send to you. It was written by Tressie McCotton, like McCotton or whatever. I'll yeah,
1: send it to you. yeah, yeah. I'll send yeah. it to you.
0: But docs about this. But blonde is always like a shorthand for like super attractiveness. And so I'm, for me, so I'm like uh, I'm not really seeing it. And so I grew up in Florida record.
1: in the early 2000s, so it, like a lot of people were that's an Abercrombie and Fitch. That's yeah. a yeah.
0: Abercrombie and Fitch sort yes. of like standards. So I have like, 11.
1: I have high standards for blondes. I'm like, are you really hot or are people just trying yeah. to make me think you're hot? Michelle motherfucking. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer is hot. Hot. Smoke show. Hot. Smoke Without a doubt. Show. Complete.
0: Like, Complete. What? 10, 10, 10, 10s across the board. 10
1: 10, 10, 10, 10, This means a lot coming from two woke black African-American Listen, ass women like does I not know. make
0: sense how hot she is it really is not it's not logical it's just like it's like it's it feels like honestly it feels almost criminal that there's that much yes. in one person you know what I mean like I'm watching her on screen I was like I can't I don't it's even like know how eyes
1: any, the everything color, not just like like obviously the color is really beautiful but they're really big the proportion of her cheekbones it's just like my the my shape God. of her face and, i and, have and a crush is, on you what i is this? was like this is a beautiful woman that's a bad watch like i then watched another michelle pfeiffer movie because i i have to, I have movie to movie go
0: movies. on i'm gonna do a michelle pfeiffer like <laughs> retrospective this weekend because i didn't get a chance to do it yes last weekend but i'm definitely doing that this weekend because that's was ridiculous. she is
1: beautiful
0: it does not make sense and then george clooney like His george clooney like ha- peak, hotness.
1: peak hotness peak wow wow so like th- he these looks are, good, but he's also sexy as ugh. sexy.
0: And this is the thing about chemistry, right? Because I feel yeah. like so like drawing back to what I was talking. We were talking about earlier. I feel like if that happened now in 2023, it would be two very very hot people, and like that would be that would be enough. But the thing about this movie is like it's not enough for them to just be hot. They have yeah. actual sizzling chemistry, and that is something that you can like. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's not just like oh, they're two hot people. Like, let's see what happens. Like, no, we know what we want to happen. And we know what these two characters would like to happen. It's not just like, ah, let's see. You you know what it it is,
1: too? I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think about chemistry. And like, I'm thinking of like a classic movie, like a movie now they put two hot people who like theoretically I'd want to sleep with, right? Like, okay, yeah. yeah. But- what is the power of like watching a romantic drama unfold is almost like it's it can't just be your desire to sleep with the actor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. It has to be that it's almost like a transference of like the other characters desire to sleep with them. Like it's almost you see it through their eyes. Right. Yeah. It's like almost like like limerence. Is that the word? Yeah. 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 And so so, in that movie, every time you saw the way like he was looking at Mel, and like you could tell, like he was like kind of upset with her, but it was coming from an attraction. And so yeah. then you were seeing, like, you weren't just seeing hot Michelle Pfeiffer, but then you were also like feeling his attraction to Mel, like mm-hmm. on like an mm-hmm. empathetic, like sort of yeah. IK and and that's then such a good the point. same was happening when she was like looking at him. And so it's like beyond just seeing two attractive people and like objectively being like, yeah, I would sleep with them. It's like you have to feel that desire
0: like the the actual story story between the characters is what matters not like they're just two hot people in the movie yes and so this is what one fine day understands because again we watch these two harried single parents one more recently harried than the other one (laughs) like fight through the entire day to survive right for their career for their, you know, source of daily bread, their income, to actually take care of the children that they have brought to these earth to also like make sure they can be like reasonable, responsible members of society and take them to a soccer game at the end of it. None of that should be sexy. Like none of that should be something on its like face as a premise that we're like, oh, okay, this makes sense for this to be a rom-com setting with the cute where they hate each other and blah, 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 But we are enthralled the entire yes. movie. And Why? To your, go ahead.
1: Oh what is because I think I read Somewhere I forgot like I think George Clooney had Like a really busy schedule or something So they're not even on screen together That much Not that much It's just like but it's like they're both So individually sexy the few moments They're together they sizzle and then like and this is like what really struck me when I was younger. It was like on the George Clooney hotness side. Is like you're just seeing like a hot man play with children, which is like yeah, such a that always nip does. For yeah, like straight women. Well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Ryan, the so you're him. Ryan the ovaries. Ryan the
0: ovaries.
1: And so you're seeing all the things about him that Melanie's gonna love. And then you're just seeing like Melanie being like hot and capable and like all the things that he'll love, even if it's on a different screen. But we get what the other the other characters values are. So it's like even when they're not on screen together, we get to see them doing the thing that, you know, would make Mm -hmm. the other character really hot for them, you know? And so like it's just building and it's building and it's building. and You're like waiting for them to be on the same screen. Like you buy that these
0: characters are into each other. Like you buy that that there there is something like that. that This is something that is the beginning of some like like an actual love story that yeah. Has all of these different parts and layers and intricacies, right? But you buy it, you know, you buy and it's not, it like completely. Like you know, I don't care what the reviewers are saying in '96. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. I it bought made a it. lot of sense to me completely. And a lot of that also, to your point, is down to like the underlying chemistry, but also the actual foundation of like a good story, right? Like yeah. it's like I feel like sometimes what we miss in rom-coms today is the story is weak, limited, I don't even know what the right words to use for it, but it's not, like, the source material is not great, and so maybe that's part yeah. of the issue as well.
1: You know what it is? It feels like external contrivances, but, like, I, I and I don't know, because this is, like, an art, and so we, we're we trying to distill it into ways I haven't thought deeply about, but I feel yeah. like, what good romances do for me is I and so in them I was like this is a belief this is a situation that I believe I would fall in love in this is like something Mm -hmm. that would happen that would make me feel like I would believe that I fall in love with someone because Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. and I don't think like a lot of these like like we can take a movie that I didn't like that much but even though you did which was like what was the fate about fate or whatever right yeah yeah
0: yeah and I
1: was like nothing about about what is happening here would make me fall any more in and love And you're not wrong. Person.
0: And you weren't wrong about you that. You know? Like, it didn't make sense. <laughs> you know? It's not, like, the, and, the characters did not make any logical choices the entire yeah, movie.
1: Yeah, like, I just think a lot of the crappy rom-coms don't get it. They're just like, oh, X happens, and then X happens, and then they're just, like, in love. And it's like, and no. And the like, end. They need to, Yeah, you need to be seeing new dimensions to the other person yeah. that are attractive or desirable to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that last kiss where they're, like, inching but not quite your oh, lips aren't oh. quite touching it and they just i'm like first of all how did you and there's a
1: lot thing? of husky talking a lot of husky talking. oh my god the close husky talking <laughs> yes yes
0: oh my god, oh it, just my was, god. it was so, and then it, and like what i also like is like the kids are still very much central to the story right like they're still yeah. part of it even as they get together and like fall like the kids are still part of like you know you can see that this being a blended family something i forgot to yes. play i forgot to put in the outline do you think they stay together
1: Ooh. Ah. Mm. I just don't know if Jack is going to get it together enough for Melanie, honestly. <laughs> like That's I think they, I think they're going to have really good sex. I think it's going to be exciting for a while. I think he's just going to continue to mess up. I know. It depends how much patience I- she'll have for it. Right. Yeah. And then and then the problem is that then he's going to mess up and then she's going to be on him to, like, do things the right way. And then he's going to throw back at her and be like, this is just like what women women be womening, and they like make men feel (laughs) women be shopping. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's kind of how I see it playing. Like, I just don't think they could have gotten over their crap that. Quickly, and I think Jack is still kind of steeped in this like masculine learned helplessness, helplessness. Like I just don't feel like he fully learned his lesson. That no. like, but like, I mean, to be fair, it was yeah. a
0: day, right? It was like, a day. It was, it was a day. In fairness, so yeah. th- I will say that there. Look at me being optimistic. I will say that there is probably a foundation. Like it would be d- dependent. Like this is what I think. I think that her mother and her sister would be like, "Oh my god, you found." a man
1: after yeah. being
0: like single all this time and it's this guy, you better hold on to him with both hands, right? Her mother and sister will do that, right? So that'll be in yeah. her ear. And some she'll listen to it. Maybe she won't listen to it. Like, but sometimes she'll just be tired and she just wants help, right? Like someone yeah. that shows to be reliable. And Jack, I think for her, will at least try or attempt to try in ways that he didn't seem to try with his ex-wife because because uh-huh. this is, you know this Melanie that he like, you know, like this is something that he like something that he's intrigued by. So I think he will try how long he does. He does to like the actual hard work of trying. I don't know. It's a good question. You
1: know what it is? Okay, sorry. I'm being pessimistic. This is the problem. I love this movie. I think it's sexy, but I think the gender like politics are so problematic. I can't get over that. And to think they're happy is that I think if Jack actually the problem is he still saw Melanie as the problem in a lot of ways. And I think until he if he had it and he kind of was like, oh, wow, this woman is like really uptight because she has to be like, I just never got this moment that he got like, Mm. oh, like she like. Like, he got that she was competent and was, like, impressive. But I don't think he got that, like, her, like, controlling, naggish nature actually came by, like, pure necessity. Like, if I was convinced that he got that, then I'd be like, they could be together. But because he doesn't get that, and it's, like, posed as her fault, she's going to, like, constantly be trying and, like, be like, okay, well, I need to be looser. But then as she's being looser, nothing's getting done because Jack isn't really getting it right. And I think there's going to be a lot of fighting. And then he's going to be like, women are the worst. Horrible. Like I could see them I still, getting married. But I, they definitely I get married. I don't know. I, I like, see a divorce. I think they definitely get married. I think it's rocky, yes. but
0: I don't know that they get divorced. Rocky. I think it's rocky though. I don't know that they get divorced. I think, I think it's rocky. I think.
1: And then think I, think it's, okay. I, are, I, I think their
0: exes are. I think their exes are going to be like, I don't understand. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I think they're like. Honestly, I want to see that movie. Show me that
1: movie. <laughs> I actually have always wondered not so much her ex because he's like a not like a cipher but i always wondered how his Kristen, his ex-wife would feel like wait so like now my like loser ex-husband got it together for my neighbor like you know what i, mean? like I know think of the drama
0: <laughs> i need to see it i need i've always to see wondered it.
1: that oh, it's such a missed opportunity.
0: because that. that is literally a her neighbor oh my god that and, and her he, neighbor's you know, woman he would be, just like he, her he would, he would be at at her place all the time anyway because his face is does not is not kid sort yeah. of appropriate at all. It would take forever oh, to be god. kid appropriate,
1: forever.
0: Oh my god, I want that movie. That's
1: yeah, I want to see that movie, which is like see that, that blended family. Yeah. But
0: okay, really, so if really I saw good. that
1: blended family movie now, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll make it work because he, I think at some point Jack needs to just understand that he is a big part of the problem, yeah. and I think and Kristen I think he will. I think if he will. If the picture, it's I could see that happening.
0: Oh, for sure. I know. The two of them <laughs> ganging up on him after Kristen yeah. gets over the weirdness yeah. of the only reason her ex-husband is now with her neighbor is because she just wanted yes. her neighbor, na- like her neighbor offered to yes. help pick up Maggie yes. to take her to school. Yeah. Man, that would really mess with me. I can't lie. As an ex, that would really mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is what you get for being helpful <laughs> i know
1: i know oh god oh my god yeah, all so, right you wa- go ahead i think that's it Are right, you want to do heas sure uh, mine's really short so you want me to go okay cool um so the movie bo- or the show uh, I, the book sorry i'm like can't <laughs> talk right now it's called The No Show by Beth Leary or Beth O'Leary. And the reason why it's going to be really short is because anything I'd really say is a spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) But it's essentially about we follow like three women who are like going on the date with a man and he like doesn't show up on the date. We learn through the book, which isn't a spoiler because I read the synopsis, that it's like the same man. But like we're just kind of trying to navigate each woman's relationship with this man who's like kind of flaky and detached and unavailable mm-hmm. i will i can't say too much beyond that i really liked it i know misan doesn't love it i hated I it, thought it, hated I, thought it, it. Was really, I thought it was really good at weaving three seemingly pretty separate stories together um and i i don't think i think it's not and maybe I shouldn't have used it as my H E A. There are definitely love stories in it, but it does feel read more like women's fiction than probably like straight romance. Yeah, I agree with
0: that. I agree with that. I think that's But
1: true. I just thought that like the way like I thought like craft wise, the way Beth O'Leary was able to tell all these stories was really good. And then also like one of the women, I think her name's like Meredith or something, is like a tree surgeon, which is random. But she like clearly did a lot of research on tree surgery. <laughs> so I just yeah, appreciated that respect too. <laughs>
0: that commitment to like, you know, the craft as a writer yourself. Yeah. I yeah and so
1: the, the and the three women are very different like that was one critique one of my friends who read the book was like I don't see how like all three of these women could have been with this man because it's like I agree one with is with that like, Siobhan who's kind of like a really prissy put together like label whore like <laughs> like um what you might call it um what are those Wasn't people she... called like life coach but she like loves yeah. labels I remember that yeah um, but she like, was a life, life coach and yeah then, that was
0: her actual job yeah
1: yeah and she's like really bristly and just kind of like what like classic like move rom-com villain right like woman who has it all but like can't accept love and then two is like um like a really quiet kind i think her name's jane and she's like very like keeps to herself and shy and she has like a lot of issues that i think are pretty interesting that the book gets into and then there's like meredith who's like one of the boys and she's a tree surgeon and so it's kind of interesting like how all these women have this like have fallen in love with the same guy, but I like like exploring sort of their insecurities in the relationships and how they like respond to that and just kind of seeing how those develop. But I can't say anymore because there's some big twists.
0: I didn't finish this book because I hated it. Um, but mm. I got, mm. you know, I got like fifty seven percent of the way through and then I got so frustrated, I read to the end to get to the spoilers and I was like, I'm so glad I'm and then I that's when I was like, I'm never finishing this book. I hate this book. So that is my opinion on the no show, but that's not what you guys yeah. are asking well, me. I my- loved it,
1: and so did Goodreads, so mm.
0: I know, but Goodreads sometimes is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I look at the race recordings. I'm like, you guys, I don't, you know what? We're not the, I'm not this, we're not the same target audience. Uh, so, okay. I have two <laughs> HEAs. Um, one is a shorter, but I couldn't pick um, of the both of them. So one is a short, a shorter story. It's only like 110 pages. It's called mm-hmm. The Wedding Bait. Um, and it is about, it's like an older couple. So they're in their fifties, Right. And basically Mm -hmm. the whole premise is, is this woman, um, uh, Tove Nielsen is like a, like successful political consultant. Her daughter's getting married and she has an ex-husband who's like horrible and not like a, he is not a a present or responsible parent or father. And he keeps getting married each like successfully to women that are much younger than him. And his latest wife, number six is really close Mm -hmm. in age to his daughter only a couple years older than his daughter. And he's RSVP'd yes to the wedding, even though he's like not, like he's usually not present at all. And, you know, Tove is like wanting to like, he's like, he's single, she's not partnered. And she was planning on going to the wedding without anyone. But her like ex-husband is trying to like rub in his, her face that like, oh, she still can't find someone after she left him, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like a gaslighter. He's a cheater. He's manipulative. So like, Mm. she ends up wanting to rub it in his face. Enter this guy who used to be, Um, an escort. He's a retired escort. His name is Patrick Mercer. Also in his fifties, super like total like stone cold Fox. She like, he does like sort of like limited engagements for people that want help. Like he's left that world and now is like, you know, um, a nonprofit sort of like consultant for helping people like raise money fundraising basically. And Mm -hmm. so he does this limited engagement and decides she hires him to be her date and her partner to this wedding. And then, you know. You can imagine what ensues. It's yeah. a very cute, like, love story that I really like. So that's "Fool Me One." Uh, no, that's "The Wedding Bait" by Adele Bla- Adele Buck. It's like ninety nine uh-huh. cents. Very short read. The other book uh-huh. that I really, really loved that I want to talk about. It's called. It's not a perfect book. It's flawed, but I just like was so compelled as I read. Like I found it so compelling as I read it this week. It's called "Fool Me Once" by Ashley Winstead. Um, it's basically. This, the uh, the protagonist is this woman, Lee Stone, who's like, you know, comms director at a women's run electric car company. It's like kind of like Tesla, but better. Um, <laughs> and she like is also like, so she's really like like put together as in, in her professional life. In her like personal life, she's like a total like train wreck. She's always drinking. Like she has like a huge drinking problem. She's like sleeping out with as many guys as she wants to basically. She's like doesn't believe in real love, essentially. And part of what is her checkered past is why she doesn't believe in love is that her dad cheated on her mom so she just doesn't trust men and then she has this perfect boyfriend she met in grad school that ben that she was like obsessed with then she became convinced he was cheating on her so she cheated on him um and yeah (laughs) i know it's not like it's not like it's like she's like a mess she's like a complete mess ben comes back you know they're like back to like help basically, like, sort of shepherd this, like, huge bill in Texas. This is all set in Austin, essentially. And you just see the two of them, like, banter and, like, interact with each other. He's, like, basically her rival and this, like, you know, he's yeah. coming to work for, like, a governor that the the uh, uh, company is, like, working with to sponsor this bill to get, you know, this electric car uh, bill sort of run through Texas, the Texas Senate, Texas legislature. And it was just such, like, I like just their banter, the way they interacted with her, the whole story, it just was, it was great. Like, it's probably one of my, like it came out last year, but it's, like, it's probably one of my, it's gonna be one of my top 10 reads of this year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, just wow. because of how, even with its flaws, like it's not perfect. But I think what I really liked about it is that it's just like, I like sometimes some of these books, like you read like contemporary romance novels and it's like all of these, it's like a certain type of woman, right? But she's not messy. Like she's not like someone that's like, Done, like she's not the bad guy you know she's not like someone that's yeah. like flawed and like done something that's horrible you would think that you can never sort of like you know fix or remedy she's up she has done like a big a big screw up like she like actively like ran him out of town now he's back essentially and what happens is the sparks fly and go through and like i just like it because usually it's like sort of like that sort of redemption is what you see for men in stories yeah but it's that's completely true. different here and i like really liked it so fool me once <laughs> he- by ashley
1: Winstead. It's so funny, though, as you were talking about it, I was like, oh, you like, I don't always like for me, it doesn't always really work when you have like kind of messy, terrible um, protagonists like um, f- female protagonists in these like romances. And I felt like like so it's funny that you said that. But you know what it is, is that I think some of them. Like, you have to kind of have a new, like, you have to, like, even if they do something terrible, I think you have to understand the reasons for it. Yeah, I don't think exactly. books are really good at getting that. Yeah, do you know what I yeah, mean? But yeah. when they do, then I actually do think I like it.
0: I think this, I think this book did a good job of like, because I, I was like, you're like, what? You're like, why am I reading about you? Like, what's your yeah. role? And she's like in her third, like, she's about to turn 30, whatever, all this other stuff. um But I, like, I really understood her. Like, her life has been sort of like, um... Marked by these like four major heartbreaks she's had with the, and it's just all of them have been like, you know, cheating has like featured in each and every one of them. Yeah. And it's just so interesting to sort of learn how that like has like shaped her worldview and how she thinks about herself and the world and relationships and everything. And then to see how that sort of like has to evolve when her ex like shows up back in town five years later after their big dramatic, like chaos, Mm. chaotic, like world ending breakup. So yeah. I might read that one. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are. Uh, yeah. All right. Is that all we got, Nana?
1: I think that is all we have.
0: All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.